Here's today's federal newscast. I'm Eric White. A new assessment by the Pentagon's Office of Operational Test and Evaluation paints a bleak picture of the Defense Department's joint regional security stacks. It says the centralized cyber defense facilities aren't able to protect DOD's networks from operationally realistic attacks. OTE says the problems stem from staffing shortages and integrating different technologies. The government-wide security clearance program is back on the Government Accountability Office's high-risk list. Comptroller General Gene Dodaro did an early update of the list to bring congressional and stakeholder attention to the issue. GAO says agencies still have many of the same challenges they did more than 10 years ago with the clearance program. The Defense Department's security clearance program has been on the GAO list before back in 2005. It took six years for it to come off of it. The Office of Special Counsel says Veterans Affairs ignored whistleblower complaints about problems at a New Hampshire hospital for months. Federal News Radio's Jared Serbu has more. In a letter to the president, OSC expresses worries that VA does not take internal complaints seriously. The office says it asked the agency to investigate allegations of clinical neglect, fly-infested operating rooms, and dirty surgical instruments in Manchester, New Hampshire a year ago, but the office says VA only addressed those issues after the same problems were reported by the Boston Globe seven months later. The Special counsel says the case sends an unacceptable message to other would-be whistleblowers in the department. Jared Serbu, Federal News Radio. OSC urges VA management to toughen its sanction against employees who cheated. More now from Tom Temin in today's management report. Often the OSC walks back punishments of federal employees. This time it's urging VA to bar the employee from any contact with her former division, a procurement shop at the Bedford, Massachusetts Medical Center. Heather Garneau-Harvey and her father, Dennis Garneau, steered landscaping and supplies contracts to Heather's brother. When exposed, dad eventually quit federal service and daughter was demoted. OSC recommends commendation for whistleblower Kevin Cornelier. I'm Tom Temin. A final rule from the General Services Administration looks to make it easier for contractors to buy order-level materials. They can now purchase the supplies needed to fill an order through the multiple award schedule using indefinite delivery and definite quantity contracts. Jeffrey Kozes, GSA Senior Procurement Executive, says the new rule will reduce contract duplication. New guidance from the Office of Personnel Management tells agencies how they should credit furloughed and exempted federal employees who work during the government shutdown with back pay. OPM says agencies should also adjust leave accounts for any lost time. Employees on pre-approved leave without pay during the lapse will be charged for those three days, though. Several lawmakers sponsor a bill to reestablish a formal labor management forum with senior agency executives, administration leaders, and federal employee unions. The group would be similar to the Federal Council on Labor Management Relations President Trump disbanded back in September. Democratic Senators Brian Schatz, Sherrod Brown, Elizabeth Warren, and Ben Cardin, along with Congressman Elijah Cummings and Alaska Republican Don Young, sponsored the bill. The National Treasury Employees Union also supports the legislation. NTEU would be one of the unions on the council. Another federal IT executive is heading out the door. Steve Graywall, the General Services Administration's Deputy Chief Information Officer, is leaving the agency to go work for a startup. Sources confirm Graywall is joining a new technology company in Silicon Valley as its Chief Technology Officer. Graywall's last day at GSA is January 31st. He joined GSA in May 2016 from the Education Department. As Deputy CIO, Graywall oversaw a host of IT management issues, including data management, leveraging technology for innovative business practices, and leading enterprise-wide modernization efforts. 
I'm Jason Miller. A panel of women in federal technology leadership roles urge agencies to diversify the federal workforce. Speaking at an Affirm Luncheon, Chief Information Officer at the Health Resources and Services Administration, Adrienne Berto, says she sees more women working as programmers in her workplace, but not in other jobs like network engineers and network security personnel. In 2015, the Office of Personnel Management found more than 70,000 women worked in STEM-related fields in the federal government. Find these stories at federalnewsradio.com and subscribe to the Federal News Newscast on Podcast One or iTunes. You can also follow us on Twitter at Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White.